Oh my god, welcome back to episode number 17 of the American POV Podcast with James and Gary. And, uh... Welcome. Welcome to frozen hell, because it... I, I just had to oh. chip away literally two inches of, of ice for my driveway. And my driveway ha! is about 200 feet long. No! You have a driveway? Yeah, yeah, it's about 200 feet. What do you drive on it, nerd? Fuck you. Oh, I'm James. I'm gonna drive on my driveway. Hey, how come we dr we park on the driveway, but we drive on the parkway? <laughs> yeah. See, you don't think about these things, but I do. Mm, but has. have you ever parked on a parkway before? Um, no, but it's the closest one I can think of is in Jersey, and I'm sure someone definitely has. Mm. So usually mm. when you park on a parkway, many people get parked into the afterlife at that point. <laughs> I don't know. I have been one of those people who have parked in a parkway, and I'm still alive, sir. Oh, did you park in the middle of the parkway? Who the fuck parks in the middle? Exactly. I mean, I've had to park on a median before. On the median? Aren't, yes. Isn't that the middle thing? Yes. Aren't you not supposed to park on that? Look, man, when you're utility locating, every place is a fucking parking spot. Yeah! I have actually had to block a lane just to access a manhole. Giggity. <laughs> Philadelphia, anything is a parking spot if you're brave enough and you're willing to accept the $50 parking ticket from the, the parking authority. Jesus. Which has happened to me several times. And it's painful! Alright. Um, I got a smorgasbord of topics this week. But, uh, smorgasbord. Ants rolling out the topics this week. I'll start with um, Novak Djokovic. Uh, normally, I would not talk about tennis because I don't care about tennis. Fuck but this tennis. one's kind of been pretty interesting. Um, he, uh, he lost his appeal on Sunday to play in the Australian Open. Because he is not vaccinated. Well, geez. Um, it is a f yeah. It's the first Grand Slam on the calendar as he chases a twenty-first Grand Slam victory that would break a tie with Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal for most men's titles of all time. So, pretty big deal um, for him to get for him to compete in this. And they're not letting him because he's not vaccinated, even though he uh, recently had the virus. And got over it. So you'd think he'd be all in the clear by you most think. medical science. Um, so he lost his appeal. So uh, closing a nearly two week long saga over his unvaccinated status and attempt to enter the country with a visa and exemption. Um, he is, uh, yeah. Another blow to him, the French Parliament overwhelmingly approved a law requiring vaccination for anyone in restaurants, sports arenas, and other venues. Uh, that includes the French Open, so I'm guessing he's going to have problems with that as well. Uh. Um, it's kind of ridiculous, uh, especially for the sport like tennis, where, I don't know if you guys know this, but you're on the other side of the court from the other player. <laughs> you're about as far apart as you could be from them. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, I guess sometimes people come up to him, like his trainers and coaches. It just seems like completely stupid when, again, he just had the virus recently. And even if you believe that you can get the virus again, which I think we're sort of unsure about, but even assuming that you can, you still get a couple of months of immunity, at least. And he's well within that, so it doesn't really make any sense. He's not going to catch it like two weeks after he got it the first time. Mm-hmm. He's not going to spread it to someone else. So this really just doesn't make sense. And it just, you're denying this guy from doing his job, basically doing, I mean, a huge, I mean, I I guess you shouldn't get special treatment. Just, this isn't even like special treatment. It's just, I want to compete. And the science says that I should be able to without having to get a vaccine. But Australia is a very bad place for... (laughs) For vaccine hesitant people, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, with their their vac their unvaccinated camps <laughs> that are completely voluntary, uh, but you just you, you can't leave, and you got to stay inside your cabin, and you can't go on your balcony without a mask on. Um, but it's voluntary. It's very voluntary. Okay. I used to really, I used to really like the Australians, and the, the, this whole—I mean, maybe it's just the government. I'm sure the people are cool, but man, this just breaks my heart. Australia, Australia, like uh, they're founded by criminals, so they're well, kind they're a penal of, colony. Well, they're kind of used to being, you know, under control. They're used to putting people in prison, so now they're going to. They're just doing that again. They're just gonna, yeah, imprison the entire fucking. Uh... And there's not that many of them. There's only like 25 million Australians on a piece of land that's about the size of the U.S. I'm sorry. Have you ever actually, you know, seen 25 million people? Um, no. So apparently, you don't know understand how vast that number can be. It's a lot, but when you're talking about a landmass that big, it's very. Like, there's 330 million Americans versus 25 million Australians, and even, like, 30 million Canadians, and Canada's bigger than the U.S. in terms of land. Eh, Canada's not really even a country at this point. No, Canada is just... It's kind of like that corner store that no one ever goes into because it's got all weird names and prices. It's got weird, like, weird off-brand stuff. Like, it's (laughs) it's clean and all in there, but you go in, and it's just weird off-brand. The guy, the cashier's got a weird accent, and he's like... He just looks at you a lot and doesn't say anything. Yeah, it's got brands like Funto and Cheese Oz. Dr. Mountain Holler or something. Some shit like that. (laughs) Mr. Pepper or something like that. (laughs) Professor Pepper. He loses his doctorate. Yeah, these... Canada, I mean, Canada, Australia, they're pretty much doing almost the same shit. I don't think Canada's gone quite as far yet. Um, but I think Trudeau has, like, said things like the, the unvaccinated or awful people, that kind of thing. So, uh, whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Um, Glenn Youngkin was sworn in as governor of Virginia a couple of days ago, wearing a very dapper tuxedo, if I do say so myself. Wow. 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 So what, handsome. What, what disappointments has he led to us so far? 
Um, he's actually done okay. First off, he uh, ended ma- uh, ended mandates for masks in schools and COVID vaccinations for state workers. So nice. He's done away with some uh, some mandates. Uh, I'm waiting for the two steps backwards. It's gonna come. I mean, he's only been in office for like a couple of days, so give it a couple months, and he'll he'll do some rhino shit where he he won't do something. For now, this is good, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, also put bans on the teaching of critical race theory in uh, Virginia schools. Uh, although some of these, it's not exactly quite that easy because I think a lot of the the local the smaller counties and stuff are probably going to fight them on it some of them some of like the 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 ones that are in cities and stuff i would imagine like a a bigger city like richmond or something or whatever will probably fight him on a lot of these things and probably will now but it's it's at least a good thing i mean i hate to say this like oh you know he at least he's better than the other guy and i don't want to like have that like bar like well he's better than the other guy but we shouldn't settle for that you know um, but, uh, it's at least a good thing. Um, yeah, so, and they seem to be like the Democrats seem to be like digging further into this. Like you, you lost because of a lot of this critical race theory stuff and they seem to be digging in more that like, no, it's, it's, it's the children that are wrong or something like that. Like the principal Skinner. Oh, uh, is it me that's out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Yes, it's the children's fault. I'm sorry, I didn't. I, when was uh, the last, you know, fucking uh, child biologist did you fucking met before, you know? I don't know. Maybe if they were more uh, inclined to be uh, positive and. Uh, Give to the community instead of being self. No, I'm fucking with you. Oh shit! You know. Well, all right then. Well, speaking of, um, well, I guess I guess we'll switch Dem- Democrats and specifically Democratic voters. There was a, a poll done. I think it was Rasmussen and uh, the Democratic voters support harsh measures against unvaccinated. So this is just what people. And again, this doesn't necessarily speak for everyone, but it's still a sizable portion of the country that this data is coming from that, that thinks this way. Um, let's see, a new Heartland Institute in Rasmussen reports National Telephone and Online Survey finds that 48% of voters favor Joe Biden's plan to impose a COVID-19 va- vaccine mandate on employees of large companies and government agencies, which I believe was recently shot down by the Supreme Court. Um, mm. Six to three. Um Interesting to note there, however, that the uh, other one, which was uh, COVID-19 vaccine mandates for healthcare workers, was upheld. The one dissenter being the one that could have turned the tide of that vote being uh, Rick Kavanaugh, our old buddy, who we all vigorously defended. And uh, here he is bowing to this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. At this point, I'm not even surprised anymore. Not, I not don't surprised at him. Us are fucking surprised anymore, sir. He's kind of spineless. Mm. Clarence Thomas is the only one that has a spine there. That's all to say. <laughs> in my opinion, he's he's the best one of them. <laughs> that man does not give a shit. We just have 
like at least six of him. Just putting that out there. Uh, let's see. Thirty-three percent uh, strongly favor the the mandate. Forty-eight percent are opposed to the mandate. Forty-five uh, percent view Doctor Fauci favorably. What? What was the percentage? Forty-five percent of those polled are favorable, including twenty-eight percent who have a very favorable impression of him. I'm sorry, I can't hear them uh, with their, with uh, Fauci's little peanut penis in his in their mouth. And 48% have an unfavorable impression of Fauci, including 34% who have a very unfavorable view of him. So it seems to be kind of balanced, which isn't surprising. I just don't like him. <laughs> I, I, He just kind of seems like he's a know-it-all. And, and I know he's a doctor, but there's plenty of doctors who say otherwise, like doctors who have just about as much experience as he does and who aren't backed by the government. Yeah. So, why should I listen to him over them? At the very least, I should weigh their opinions equally because they're both doctors and they both have lots of experience. So, mm -hmm. why should I approve? Why should I only listen to the approved list of doctors put out by Doctor Fauci? <laughs> yeah, here's the approved list of people that I can confirm will kiss my own ass. There and there was also a thing. It was like uh, was it three hundred and it was like three hundred and seven um doctors, like were against Joe Rogan's um, you know, interviews with Robert Malone and Peter McCullough. And you go through that list, and there's a ton of them that are like not even medical doctors. They're like political science doctors or or doctor or like dentists and shit. And it's like, what is this? Hey, do you have a doctorate? Here, write this poll. It's like, is there, is there a doctor in the house? Like, yes, like, this man's dying. Oh, oh I'm just a psychiatrist. You're useless. How does that bullet in the chest make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Would you say that uh, your parents had an effect on this? <laughs> hmm. Like, that's what this is, basically. It's It's... Sure, there are. I'm sure there are some medical doctors on there, but there is just so many that were just straight up doctors. I think there was one of them that was like a doctor of like fucking cannabis or something. Mm. Like, but you can put that in an article and saying 307 doctors disapprove of Joe Rogan's podcast. It's like, wow, that sounds serious. Wow, 307. Not all of them are medical doctors. Just doctors in the sense that they have a doctorate. That's about it. Good for them. I'm good for them getting their doctor. It's you know difficult to get a doctor, but uh, doesn't mean you're qualified to speak on another area of medicine or health in general. But Do you think that's going to stop them though? No, no, no. Uh, and I don't blame them for doing this either. It's it's pretty sneaky because I didn't even look into it at first right away. I'm like, oh, three hundred seven doctors, and then. Then you think like the vast majority of like actual doctors are probably like, yeah, you know, I do agree with, with what was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Or at the very least, they'll say, I might not fully agree with it, but I don't think it should be like altered or there should be like a, a note put in front of it like, this is harmful information or something, which I think is what they want. They didn't want it to be taken like off Spotify. They just wanted it to be like, have like a warning or, or something or, or for Spotify to put a statement. 
And to their credit, Spotify, by the way, a uh, host of our one of the places you can find the American POV podcast. Shout out to them. They ignored all this. They just ignored it, which is the best thing you can do. Yeah, I guess it it is because there's so so many times you see like Twitter mobs and they'll they'll demand. I think there was a a. Uh, game company CEO or something where he supported the Texas abortion law, like put something on Twitter, like mildly about it. And then everyone was like, fire him, fire him. And then the company fired him. Wow. But you didn't have to do that. Like, right. Just because a bunch of people on Twitter said you did. So there's another situation, a bunch of people on Twitter and then a bunch of doctors in other fields of medicine or not even in medicine say, Oh my God, this podcast has to be, you know, a label has to be put on it or something, and then Spotify just does nothing, and then nothing happens, and it goes away. It's already pretty much gone away at this point. It's only been a few days. Because all they can do, I mean, because his podcast, like Joe Rogan, I mean, he pulls in what, like 100 million like listeners or some shit a year or something like that? Like, it's crazy. A, a lot, yeah. More than CNN. Like, more than... Way more. Than any cable news network. And they have a massive contract with him. So, mm-hmm. who are you going to listen to? Like, the people that are faithfully tuning into his podcast every single time there's a new episode? Or a couple hundred, maybe a couple thousand people on Twitter that are upset? Easily? Yeah. Like, yeah. No. So, for Spotify, it's like, well, it's pretty easy. Just ignore them. And they go away. And if every company did this, like, big company, when it comes to this, like, stupid Twitter outrage. I'm not talking about, like, atrocities. I'm just talking about, oh, some higher-up in the company said something mean ten years ago. Like, that's... You know, you don't need to take action for something like that. Like, there's no, not going to be a boycott large enough to actually hurt your company. Yeah. Plus, oh, dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I'm pretty sure the majority of Joe Rogan's listeners aren't going to just, like, listen to fucking Twitter and what they think or feel. Well, I guarantee you most of the people didn't even listen to those episodes, um, the ones that they were mad about. Maybe not they fully. Heard, oh. They they probably like snipped it or, or found listened until they heard something they just that just triggered them and they just quit. It's like Joe what's interesting about and I only started listening to him like a couple weeks ago. Like I wasn't really a Joe Rogan podcast listener for a while. I kinda am now kind of hooked on it a little bit but um the way specifically those two podcasts that's really got people pissed off uh, he was really like asking them questions like he wasn't just blindly accepting whatever they said he was like well why do you think this or why is this the case or something like that so yeah he they people just think like oh yeah he's agreeing with everything they said and uh, like he's he has experts on and he's asking them expert questions and they're giving him the best answers that they can People, I can clearly tell they just did not listen to those episodes because, you know, you can disagree with what was said as well. Be, it's not misinformation. Because mm-hmm. what's what's the um, what's the goal there? Like, like, why are you putting out misinformation? You have to have a reason, right? Like yeah. for Fauci, it's because he's basically a politician at this point. At but, this point, yeah. I mean, he, he's, I, I don't think he really was one before because he just had, no one cared about him prior to 2020. No one, no one fucking knew who he was. 
Dr. Fauci? You ever heard of Dr. Fauci before the COVID pandemic? No, you haven't? Nope. I've really never heard haven't. of him in my life. Now I can't not see him. I see his name every day. Usually with some kind of explicit word put in front of his name, but uh, yeah, he, he kind of just popped out of nowhere. I mean, he's been around like since I mean, he was involved with like the AIDS uh, in like the eighties. So he, he's been around. No one really pays attention to like government doctors like that, um, and they shouldn't. Because they're not politicians, they're just doctors. But uh, now he's kind of been uh, deified. Now he's like a god to these people. Plus, he's the only one from the the team of doctors that they supposedly have working on this stuff that actually speaks. Yeah, what happened to the the woman that was also in the... What was her name? She was like an older woman. I have no idea. Uh, Yeah, there was like... It was Fauci, and then there was the other woman that was like working with Trump and all them during the earlier stages of the pandemic. It was like she was a doctor and all that. I forget her name, but uh, she kind of disappeared too. So it's it's just Fauci, and he had another spat with um, Rand Paul the other day as well. I did hear about that. I think it was also a thing with with Senator Marshall or some shit where he he had a hot mic moment. He called, called him, him like an idiot or something. Like, Jesus Christ, he's an idiot. Moron or something like that. It's like nice. Ah! Yeah, hot mic. Woo! Getting a little frustrated. Yeah, I know. He doesn't like um, answering for <laughs> things that he's done. <laughs> There's a They just don't want to... People just don't even want to question him. Like, There's a lot of shit going on with his... Whether it's a gain of function shit and and whether or not they had they sent funding to the Wuhan labs, I mean, there's a lot of shit that's kind of shady, and it, it's kind of the thing that if it got out, could really land someone in prison. Um, but I think he's so wrapped up and protected in basically government. The yeah. government's just he's not going anywhere, I and mean, even even if they do find shit, they'll probably just cover it up. He's no longer a doctor. He like pretty much is just a full fledged politician. We're lucky he's not younger, otherwise he'd probably run for some type of office. So don't 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 trust don't trust Fauci kids, that's all I have to say. <laughs> don't trust them. Don't don't you don't have to distrust them. I, I, I even for like the people that are like on the left, it's like just don't don't make him into God at least. Right. Yeah, don't, don't have a Fauci Ew. candle and pray to him. Like, come on. Ew. Yeah, it's like having a like a, a board of uh, doctors that review medicines and their effects before they release them. Like, nine out of ten doctors approve this drug or something like that. What they don't know is that that one person that disapproved is the chairman of the board, and he canceled everything anyway. <laughs> Oh, man. That's Fauci. Yes, my other people have um, said their opinions, but don't worry. You, uh, um, they no longer exist. Their opinions don't matter. They don't have the backing of the government. Yeah, Fauci just said really? He's just sitting there like Thanos, like I am inevitable. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it myself. 
And you just got Rand Paul with the George Dredd <laughs> fucking mask on. <laughs> I and the law. <laughs> and the law. <laughs> Full on Sylvester Stallone. Alright, uh, so we had a, uh, a lot of shit going on with this um, Colleyville uh, hostage taker in Texas. I didn't hear um, a thing about that. Really? You didn't hear about that? Nope. Well, let's see. It was uh, on this it was Saturday. Um, the guy went into on a Saturday um, during services and took the um, took them all hostage. He was a 44 year old British citizen named Malik Faisal. Uh, he had a, uh, his demands were the, the basically, so what happened was he was, he was, took them hostage all day. Um, they just went in, they did kill him. Uh, no hostages were killed, thankfully. Um, but, uh, there was a lot of like misinformation about afterwards. So, so. What you're you're probably thinking like, what's his motivation for for this? And you're thinking, well, he took a Jewish, took a synagogue hostage, you know, rabbi and everything, on a holy day. So you're thinking, hmm, that's maybe religiously motivated, and and it, it kind of was. But they immediately, the the FBI, the, the federal agents said, nope, it's not. Like immediately, like like almost like too quickly, mm. and we find out later on that oh no no it actually was. It's like how how can you just like like and there were media outlets that were like misconstruing like like the information. They're like okay, it was a a man with a British accent. That's it, an English accent. Uh, that that's all it is. They weren't saying his name. They weren't saying anything about him. They were just saying English accent. So you're thinking. English accent, he's in Texas. Uh, white guy? No, not a white guy. And not just doing it because he wanted money or anything. He wanted um, he wanted a release of someone, I believe. Uh, I'm trying to find his balls. It is real strange yeah. that I didn't hear about any of this. Maybe because I wasn't really paying attention to anything this weekend. Yeah, uh, it, it was um, it was all over the news, really. Uh, well, kind of. Uh, we we find out why it wasn't uh, because uh, yeah. I mean it, it has been labeled officially as a terrorism-related incident by the FBI. Weird that they they kind of tried to say it wasn't early on. He wanted the a noted um, anti-Semite who uh, I'm trying to find the name, but kind of tells you something that I'm having a hard time finding the name and the motive. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a noted anti-Semite um, that was in prison that he wanted released in exchange for the hostages, of course, and. Um, didn't get what he wanted. In fact, he got uh, sent to Allah, actually. <laughs> but they immediately tried to just come out and say that this wasn't 
related to the Jewish community. Like, no, he just so happened to take a synagogue hostage on Saturday during mass. It's like, it's one thing if you just walk into a random store and take people hostage and they just so happen to be Jewish. That's kind of a random coincidence. Mm -hmm. um, this is one place where you absolutely don't be a Jewish person. You can't go into a synagogue and, oh my god, a Jew. What? what? <laughs> Whoops! I I didn't think I was gonna see a Jew in a synagogue on a Saturday. <laughs> really? Imagine. Well, oh, I feel like a fool now. <laughs> what Christians in a church on Sunday? <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, but the uh, the media is slowly. They're not really talking about this. Uh, I just can't help it when we hear about hostage situations with people with guns and stuff. Um, they talk about it for weeks. The guy wasn't white. In fact, he was a he was you know he was from the UK, but he was you know of uh, well, he was Muslim. Uh, he was basically wanted someone out who was a noted anti-Semite, so it was pretty, I mean, you know, the FBI says it's terrorism-related, so it is terrorism-related. Yeah, he wanted um, the release of, I, I'm probably going to butcher this, but Afia Sadiq, Sadiqi, I think Sadiq, um, Pakistani neuroscientist suspected of having ties to Al-Qaeda, who was convicted of trying to kill U.S. military officers while in custody in Afghanistan. Uh, he wanted to. He also wanted to be able to speak with her. Um, she's being held in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, so not same state. Probably explains why he uh, chose that specific synagogue. Mm. But it really could have. It really does speak to like he could have taken anyone hostage and demanded this. He just happened to choose Jews. So that, that's a pretty clear indicator that this was at least targeted towards the Jewish community from the get-go, and the fact that federal officials came out and said that it wasn't right away and then had to change the story like a couple hours slap in the face. Yeah. There's definitely something a little fishy going on with that. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. Like, you, knew, you knew from the moment, like, this, if this is a white guy, this is this is all over the news, and, you're, and James, you would have heard about it, like, way before I even mentioned it. All they're going to do is, well, that and he's like, you know, I mean, and, and this situation ended the best way possible. The person wasn't released from prison. This guy gets shot in the head or wherever, gets killed. And the, um, the rabbi and all his other people in the synagogue go free. So, happy ending, but it kind of just, once again, reveals media bias at its Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Sadiq is in prison, sentenced in 2010, 86 years, so pretty much for life. Um, and it didn't work, thankfully. His, his scheme didn't work. Really, this is something that's going to be, it's pretty much already been dropped by the media. Um, well, just like the other. The Waukesha thing, the guy, you know, ran over, killed, like, eight people 
including a child. I know that SUV was very horrible. I hope that SUV rots in hell. It definitely gets fucking 25 to life, man. That driver was just a fucking bystander, man. He couldn't do nothing. He was held against his will, man. He tripped into the car, and it, it closed the door and, and took off on its own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, guys, you're allowed to cover crimes that happened that non-white people did. It's okay. I'm not... Just because uh, uh, an Islamic guy took a bunch of Jewish hostages, I'm not going to go attack my next-door neighbor who happens to be an Islamic guy. Like, like that's not how most people's reactions are going to be. You know, you can't tell me you're... I think there was, like, a Norm MacDonald joke that was like that, um, where he said, like, oh, my, my, my friend w was talking about how, he, you know, if they had a dirty, if the terrorists got, like, a dirty bomb and they had it over, like, New York City and they, they killed, like, 50 million people or whatever, it's like, it, it'd be really bad for the, for the Islamic people or something. Oh, my God. And he even said it in front of, like, some people who were, like, taking him dead seriously, and they're like, yeah, yeah, it would be, yeah. You gotta find it, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> true like you got to report on these things honestly you can't like worry about what people's reactions are going to be if that is a reaction it's unfortunate but you got to say the news you got to say exactly <laughs> what happened like this was a terrorist incident first of all the, the race shouldn't really matter to anyone because it should just be the fact that if you do something bad you're just a bad person and if you have a history of doing bad things, then you've had multiple times to redeem yourself and you blew every chance you had. We've had a lot of, uh, I think, a big push to label any, like, white person that does something bad a terrorist. And being a terrorist is a very, like, specific label. It means you're doing it for, like, political or religious reasons, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's, an, there's like, a agenda behind it or something like that. If a guy, go, so like a white kid goes into a school and he shoots it up, he's not technically a terrorist if he does it because he's mentally disturbed or something. He's a mass murderer, of course, but he's not a terrorist. If he goes in because, you know, he, for his religious rights or he thinks this school is against his religion or something, then that would probably fit more under terrorism. But you can't just say, well, well we need to label more white people as terrorists because for years... And I got it. Even when I was a little kid, I had that bias too. You know, like like oh, the terrorists. Oh, they look like you know Osama bin Laden. But I I understand. I get it now. You know, fuck. I understand the broad definition. Fuck, fuck that man. I thought everyone was a bad guy. As a kid, I'm talking about when I'm like eight, nine years old. Like now, I'm like okay, no, I get it. I get I get what a terrorist actually is. But I mean, you can't just label everyone a terrorist. Just because they did a bad thing. Yeah. You can't just suddenly not label Islamic people terrorists if they do terrorist things because we can't label them that because that's racist. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, th this race thing is getting on my nerves. Uh, it it's inescapable. Everything has to be about race, unfortunately. Yeah, if you want, if you want to highlight the bad. Uh, you can't, it's just like that freedom of speech thing, you can't silence the voices that you don't like, 
because it violates the point of the right anyway. So, if you want to show badness in a certain group of people, then you have to show the evil across the board. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through in your life, or what your status is, or whatever. If you did some bad shit, and people find out about it, you can't just cover that up. What's your, like, the Clintons or something, which is, they're just like a uh. meme at this point. <laughs> It's like, it's so obvious they did some black, you know, black market deal shit, or whatever, secret agent shit, that they're just like, whatever, man. But no, Hillary was supposed to be Madam President. Yeah, I know, she even read her fucking speech, that's great. That was so funny. Like, that was, this is just, that was told her this was a good idea? I'm pretty sure she did. It's it's like if a, if a, a, a sports athlete wears, like, like, cause when you win a championship, they give you like the championship T-shirts on the field, and they make ones for both teams like before the games even played, and then you you got like a player he's wearing like the T-shirt of the championship he would have won. Like it's the same thing. It's like this is kind of sad. This is just pathetic, really. Like you lost. Exactly. Especially for Hillary, because it's been like five years now. It's or, been over for a while. Or it's kind of like applying. Uh... Applying for a job you want, and then you just wear the shirt for that job, even though you didn't get it. They're Wendy's. I wore their hat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and even for someone like Hillary, who who like claims, like she says, "Well, I actually conceded, and Donald Trump didn't concede his election." Like, well, you conceded, and then for the next five years, you claim that you didn't actually lose and that Donald Trump is illegitimate so it's kind of an empty concession if anything yeah same thing with Stacey Abrams like well I, I conceded but then I basically undermined the person who won for to this day basically so it's not really a concession a concession means you say yep I lose this guy wins that sucks better luck next time that's it yeah Criticize the guy, sure, but you can't just say. And that 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 shit undermined Trump for years, like saying, "Oh, he's illegitimate," and Russians helped him win. But you know, and, you're, and now you're turning around saying, "Well, Trump saying all this stuff is harmful to our democracy." Like you did the same thing, just because you said you conceded at the time doesn't mean you know you weren't basically undermining the democracy for the next fight. If I'm going to use stupid terminology. It's like some fact checkers getting proved false later down the line, but they don't um, revoke their bans or or some shit like that or throttling because they just turn around and say, "Well, we were right at the time." Every time I see fact checkers confirm that, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not listening. I never listened when that first shit came out anyway, because I'm like, who the fuck are these people? Like Twitter does that that shit like a lot. It's like. Fact checkers have confirmed there is no evidence of this or something. Like I'm like I don't believe you guys. I'm I'm sorry. I don't believe your fact. I don't trust your fact checkers to do anything right. At this they point, one word. it was like fact checkers say classical architecture is not better than modern architecture. Like how is that a fact check? That's an opinion. Yeah, that isn't a that is an opinion. First of all, classic architecture is fucking amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. Which even or, if you don't think that, that's an opinion. That's not a fact. 
It has like more he, to do. I I don't know. I respect craftsmanship on old architecture because you have to think that they didn't have the technology and the tools that they do now to create what they did, and it's just complete craftsmanship, which is very much lacking in this point. Um, like we were doing some demolition in an old house in Philadelphia a while ago, and we were knocking down some walls at the. And at the top of these walls was crown molding. Well, we went to try and like take off the crown molding, but we found out that it was literally plastered on. Like it was, there was no wood in that molding. It was literally when it because the walls were wood slats with plaster on them, not drywall. So they had all the plaster, and they actually had a tool designed to make each groove for that crown molding. And it's like, dude, they don't do that shit no more. It's it's really just straight up craftsman. It looked like wood molding, like you can just go and buy at Home Depot that's already pre-cut and pre-shit like that, and you just put it up and it's done. But this is like skilled with a with like a plaster knife and whatever kind of tool they use to actually make that design. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff I really respect. But um, your open concept really doesn't help me. Yeah, I mean, I I love like like there's a lot of I mean even in Philadelphia there's a lot of I mean City Hall is beautiful the Art Museum, um a lot of these structures are just and then some of the the, the new shit is just it looks it just looks boring I mean I guess it's efficient in some ways, but it just has no character exactly exactly. I mean they 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 showed a picture of I think it was um. New York, it was like one of the train stations, and it was like this beautiful, like beautifully carved and everything. And then the modernized version, which was just like you know, metal, you know, slabs and just boring. Like, th- these are like public places that people pass through every day, like hundreds of people, right? Yeah, and you know, if you just give them something to look at as they go through, like, like instead of the, I mean, and I, I go through the same thing, taking the subway every day. I see a lot of dingy, dirty, disgusting subways. Just give me something to look at, something nice. As I They just through. need a little bit of TLC is what they need, especially the older one. Mm-hmm. Which, if you know anything about city governments, is that they don't care about that kind of thing. Less than when it comes to useless, like, statues or something like building a George Floyd statue which is a thing that exists getting off of that topic <laughs> I'm right. sorry I just can't believe there's actually a statue of this man's head I just seems like overkill I digress um what was the next thing um, gotta pull my page back up this is a good one. Uh, so the Golden State Warriors, one of their um, their part owners, uh, he's like a minority owner. So obviously the way it works with most sports teams is you have varying degrees of, of interest of ownership. So someone might own like 50% and then someone owns like 40 and 30 and something like that. So this guy, I think he has very minor, like he owns a stake, but he doesn't really run the team. He doesn't do any of that stuff. But still, enough of a share to where he puts it on his Twitter page that he's Warriors owner. So <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'll 
call him Warriors owner. He proudly declares he doesn't care about China's treatment of the Uyghur Muslims. Right on his podcast. And I, I, I even like saw the clip too. And it was, um, he was like, look, I'll be honest, guys, I don't care. Like, no one cares about this. And then even the guys he's like hosting with, who were like guys, like it's his podcast, he's hosting it with them. They're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He's like, I don't care. And it's not surprising to hear that. Uh, and then the Warriors immediately put out a statement saying, well, we, uh, he doesn't really speak for the team. Uh, yeah. so we're going to distance ourselves from him. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to ask Warriors PR, like, oh, so what do you guys think about the, the, the Uyghur Muslim thing, huh? Like, well, uh, no comment. <laughs> yeah, no comment. They, they, they just saw something that made a lot of people upset. But they didn't want to upset the Chinese either. So what they say is, well, we distance ourselves from this guy, but we're not going to exactly denounce the Chinese for what they're doing because we want their money still. Well, of, of course. course, of course, China has a lot. And well, what's interesting, I mean, even guys like LeBron James is that they, they, I understand that they don't have to speak out on stuff that happens in China, but. When you make millions of dollars from that market, you kind of you're kind of a hypocrite if you don't. Yeah. Right. Like, if LeBron James made no like no connections to China, made no money from China, he just played basketball and then spoke out against stuff happening in the U.S. Okay, fine. He's an American. That makes sense. He's not going to speak out about something that's happening in the country he doesn't live in. He makes a lot of money from China. A lot of money. Him specifically. Him especially. John Cena. Same thing with John Cena. Same thing with... I mean, it's... They all do. And they don't criticize the Chinese. They'll just take their money. I mean, these people would have done the same thing. I don't like using the Nazi comparison, but they would have done the same thing with... You, they can get away with it a little bit because they can call you racist for criticizing the Chinese. That's why we don't call COVID-19 the Wuhan virus anymore because it was deemed racist early on. No, orange man bad, now he gone. Winnie the Pooh man good. Exactly. Mickey Mao better. Mickey Mao. I saw a meme online. I already shared it, but it was... um. Ladies call me Mao because I be laying Zidong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <was> so fucking... <laughs> oh. so, like, how did I never think of this? <laughs> Only God knows. God himself made that. <sighs> Alright. Uh, switching to... I want I to do the New York one, but I, I kind of got off track. But Spent uh, over the weekend, a 40-year-old Asian woman was pushed onto the train tracks by a uh, 60-something-year, 61-year-old, I think, uh, uh, black man who was also a homeless man with severe mental problems. Uh, she died from the, I, assume, I think he pushed her on the tracks and the train hit her or something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, unprovoked attacks. Uh, they didn't speak to each other, no interactions. Uh, he was even asking someone else, but didn't do anything. 
Um, she kind of moved away from him. Wow. Yeah, so killing uh, Michelle Alyssa Go is her name. Um, it's pretty awful, honestly, because you know, she had a family and everything. And the anti Asian hate crimes, what they don't say about this is sizable portion is um, committed by black people. And the only reason why I say that is because they make it out as if it's all white people. It's a white supremacy problem. It's not. Let's just be uh, honest right it's not inspired by white people it's just and i'm not saying it's a like black thing it's just that's just what the stats say that's just what the numbers say. i think it was like 28 also you don't have to be white to be racist you know that's said so many times uh and they even say like like anti-white or like reverse racism like that term doesn't exist it's just racism like i don't i don't care what your opinion is there it's wrong <laughs> Real shit. Either you're racist or you're not racist. That's it. Like, I don't care what your your historical reasoning is today of you pushing like an Asian person onto the grass. You, you know, and this guy was mentally disturbed, I believe. Um, let's see. There was a, uh, yeah. So, sixty-one-year-old Simon Marshall fled the scene. After the killing, but later surrendered to the police. Um, they said he had at least three past emotionally disturbed encounters with NYPD. And uh, I think there was even reports that he probably even shouldn't have been out on the streets. Because he just wasn't right in the head. This just seems a failure of the, the city to... Um, yeah, he said he said the reason why he did it was because I'm God. Oh, come on. There's actually video of him saying that. That's actually not like an exaggeration. Like, he said that on video. Oh, my fucking God, man. Like, he literally, like, they have a video saying, like, why did I do that? And he said, uh, he said, no, he's like, I did it, I did it. He's like, why? What? <sighs> End of story. Uh, that's, oh, God. That's kind of the shit that makes me nervous because uh, I take the subway every day. I, I kind of do get in the habit of like when the train's coming, I like look behind me. Like I know no one's back there. No no one's gonna push me. But I... oh, man, it only takes one time for it to happen for it to be fatal. You know, and and that's where you find most a lot of the crazy, smelly people is on the subway. I had a a woman on the subway who was like around weirdly with like her hand halfway down her pants asking for water oh god really that's that was very strange tried to ignore the because I'm listening because it gives me an excuse not to talk to the weird people uh she was she asked me a second time I'm like I just gave her like a nod like nope nope no water which was true I didn't have any water actually so I didn't lie there, so I'm not going to hell. He also said uh, the victim stole my jacket and then claimed to be God. Yeah. So they stole my jacket, which is already like an exaggeration. Like, so you push them into the oncoming train to I'm God. So that right there tells 
Yeah, that's kind of fucked up in a lot of ways. Um, it's just an ongoing like crime problem in New York. Yeah, well, that is kind of what New York's known for now. Uh, they said it's actually. I remember someone on Twitter was like, "Actually, New York's supposedly one of the safest big cities." I'm like, if you look at the other ones in this country. Being safe Chicago, Chicago than, maybe. It's better than Chicago, yeah. There's, I mean, I guess if I had to choose two, I'd rather be in New York. But. You definitely hear about more murders via gunfire from Chicago than um, New York. Oh, yeah. I think there are just more crazy people in New York. Like, unhinged people that'll do shit like this. Definitely. But they might not at the same time. So you might get lucky and they don't do something like this. But yeah, especially the subway. I think... And I remember seeing all those, like, I mean, you can still find, like, video clips and stuff of, like, New York subway in like, the 70s and 80s were just covered in graffiti and it's just riddled with crime. And uh, we're kind of probably going back in that direction. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, nothing's changed. It got better for a while. Um, I believe it. it around when better. Rudy Giuliani was in office. And then, back down. Didn't last very long. He'd have one decent mayor, and then... Oh, well. Back to shit. Alright. Um, Phil Wong, a businessman, political activist from Queens, uh, contribute, or attributed the community's fears in part to District Attorney Alvin Bragg's lenient sentencing guidelines. Uh, people are afraid because we know he's going to let violent criminals go free, and Asians around the city will be victims. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams, who was just sworn in not that long ago, stressed the importance of addressing mental health in the city. Which I guess would have, if they did, would have stopped this. But I just don't think this man should have been out on the streets, period. I mean, yeah, that does sound like a much better fucking idea, doesn't it? I think mm -hmm. there are people, even, like, I can't, I'm not, don't entirely quote me on this, but I think there was even people from his family saying he shouldn't have been out on the streets. Um, of course, the train operator who witnessed the recent incident reportedly suffered from incredible trauma. No surprise there. I mean, nobody... This, this is just terrible. And, and this type of stuff is happening. I mean, not this specifically, but crime is just increasing in all these major cities. And in Philadelphia, which we had, I think, I think the total for 2021 was like 539 homicides. Really? Let me get the exact number there. 559 murders. Okay. Sorry, oh, I, I, I underestimated by 20. My bad. Shame on you, man. Shame. The, the most in the cities illustrious history. <clears throat> I gotta see where we are in 2022, though. Um, I think we're off to a pretty, um, a pretty nice. <laughs> this is terrible. Looking good. Better than the Eagles, though. You know, they're killing it oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> At Break. least the Eagles are still better than the Cowboys. Well, they both lost in the same weekend, so. Oh! 
Uh, yeah, let's see. So, uh, where is my homicide numbers? 20, let's see, as of Sunday, January, January 17th, or January 16th, I guess. Uh, city police have reported 22 homicides since the beginning of the year. One more than as of January 16th last year. So we are on pace to break it again. <laughs> How about that? How about that? That is that is just uh, an insult. And of course, Larry Krasner was still the DA here. Same problem as New York. You got a DA that's soft on crime. Homicide's going up, and their only solution is, uh, well, it's not really, what, we can't do anything about it or something, some something along those lines. I think even the Eagles had, like, a, like, an end gun violence campaign on, like, their social medias and stuff. I'm like, you're, I guarantee you, most of the people surrounding that organization who put that, that, that campaign together voted to put Larry Krasner back in office. So don't give me that end gun violence bullshit because it starts at the top with a lot of these, these, these the mayor, the district attorney, and they put the same people back in office and they're getting the same shitty results. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it is. Garbage in, garbage out. It's also, it's not just gun violence. Oh, it's I thought that's the baseline definition of insanity. Doing the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over again, expecting it to yield vastly different results we've been doing the same thing over and over again for the past like 60 some years with with democratic mayors it hasn't made things better yeah all right so yeah things aren't getting any better here in philly Uh, carjackings have gone up as well we even i mean we talked about this before but you know back in like december you had the 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 district uh, representative and one of the representatives in Philadelphia got carjacked, and you know that's just you know obviously I don't want that to happen, but I like when it happens to elected officials because they see firsthand what their policies have gotten them. Not that she has like a direct result of Philly policy because that's a different level of government, but still, this stuff normally doesn't affect them because. They live in the nice neighborhoods and they have chauffeur service and everything like that. They don't see this stuff. And then, bam, it happens to you directly. You get carjacked. You get held up in gunpoint, you know. Mm. Something that you pretty much don't give a shit about. Or your shitty policies don't do anything for. You get to see firsthand. So that's all I have to say. So you're saying welcome to New Chicago. Pretty much. I mean, Chicago's is worse, but I think Chicago has a higher number of total, total homicides, but I think that's only because they have a higher population. I think our, like, rates, like, our, our percentage per capita is worse than Chicago's. So, like, if we had Chicago's population, it would be, like, way worse. So, there's that. We're on top. Our sports teams aren't on top, but our homicide numbers are. Of course not. One of many U.S. cities to break the um, to break records. Uh, I gotta I gotta look that up. Actually, U.S. cities. They're breaking the wrong records. Uh, 
records. Uh, trying to yeah, twelve major. This was of this as of December eighth, twenty twenty one. Twelve major cities hit all time homicide records. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia, a city of roughly one point five million people, has had more homicides um, as of December sixth, which at that point it was five twenty one. Twenty one as of six, and they ended with five sixty. Insane. So, more homicides this year than the nation's two largest cities, New York, which had 443 at the time. Los Angeles had 352. Um, and again, those are two cities who have vastly more people than Philadelphia. <laughs> New York has like 7 million more people, and Los Angeles has like what, 5 million or 6 million, something like that? I mean, it's insane. Chicago, the nation's third largest city, leads the nation with 739 homicides as of the end of December, of end of November, up 3% from 2020. Um, Chicago's deadliest year remains 1970, when there was 974 homicides. So, hey, you're not at your all-time high. It's just because it's so hard to reach. <laughs> but it's still bad. Philadelphia's homicide record was broken in the same week that Columbus, Indianapolis, and Louisville eclipsed records for slayings. Uh, experts say there are reasons possibly connected to the jump in homicides, including strained law enforcement staffing, uh, pronounced decline in arrests, and continuing hardships from the pandemic. I'm going to be honest, it's not the pandemic. It's not. I mean, you could say maybe a couple of crimes were associated with with you know people being frustrated being inside all the time or not having a job but the vast majority of these is because we're not locking the right people up and we're, we're just having shit policies that aren't that aren't doing anything you know less police officers overall making it harder for police officers to do their job is yeah. I think a major thing as well so um Saint, let's see, Saint Paul, Minnesota, Portland, Oregon, Tucson, Arizona, Toledo, Ohio, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Austin, Texas, Rochester, New York, Albuquerque, New Mexico, all broke their, uh, all broke records they set in 2020. So mm. to 2021, all those cities. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of fucking cities. And there has to be a. I, I got to be honest. You got to look at this. Say, okay, if they're if they all have. I think they all have Democratic mayors, or the most of them do. Then and and I saw someone online that said, "Well, a lot of them are in red states." Like, well, first of all, not all of these are in red states. A lot of these are in blue states. So, if you have a blue city in a blue state, what's going on here? You can't just blame the nearest red state or red city. On you, at some point, you have to take responsibility for what's going on in your city and your state. Yeah. We're... A lot of stuff is controlled locally, you know. <laughs> you can't blame the fucking state over your fucking little county issue. Uh, it, it's it's just it's crazy. There are all pretty much all of them Democratic mayors, every single one of them. Uh, so what what what's up here? Well, uh, I notice a trend. <laughs> I. I But I digress. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't, uh, I don't know if you guys got anything you want to throw out there. Nah, I'm all good. Yeah. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Gary, we're all good. I believe so. Alrighty. Uh, let me just double check here. Uh, we'll, we'll end on on this one because I think it's it's kind of it's sad, but it's good in a way as well. Um, Russian father who was suspected of stabbing pedophile friend to death after discovering he had raped his daughter, age six, will not be charged with murder. Excuse me? So he was suspected of stabbing a pedophile to death who uh, raped his daughter. He will not be charged with murder for it. Good, 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 good. Okay, I thought I heard that wrong. I heard it in reverse. It's It's child rape, which is tragic, but has a happy ending. Dad won't be going to prison. Well, he might be, but not like a harsh murder sentence. Let's see. Oh, God. Um, Vyacheslav Matrosov, very Russian man, age 34, was suspected of stabbing Oleg Sviridov, age 32, to death in a forest near the village of Vintai in Russia. After making him dig his own grave last year. Oh my. That's, that's kind of badass. That's kind of badass. Make dude dig his own grave. Like, Yeah. I uh, came from after he found sickening footage on his friend's mobile phone. Which appeared to show his daughter being forced by Sviridov to perform a sex act on him. He originally faced trial for murder. But sources close to the case say the murder charge has been dropped in a landmark decision. The anguished father will instead now face prosecution for inciting Sverdov to commit suicide, which carries a lesser sentence than murder. You know, you know, suicide, you know, where you, you dig your own grave and then stab yourself many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? He stabbed himself like 30, fuck, 50 fucking times in the chest. How the hell did he do that? Wow. Yeah, I know. And even after he died, he just started spasming and doing it even more. God. And then not only that, but after he died, he du- he put the dirt over himself in the grave. That's fucking wild. Yeah, I know, so right? Jesus. Fucking wild. Well, as you can see, it was all just a giant misunderstanding. You know, yeah. I don't even think it was um I don't even think it was it was uh, a suicide. I think he just slipped and fell on his knife many times. It just happened. Or, or a drawer full of them just happened to be there. Uh, his daughter, now age eight, was heard pleading, Oleg, that's enough. I can't take it anymore. I want to go home. Man. You ever, you ever see, there was another story from, like, years ago where a guy found out that, like, his neighbor had, you know, uh, had raped, like, his son or daughter or something. So, as they were, like, arresting the guy and taking him away, the, the dad was, like, on a phone, like, like in a phone booth in the corner. And then he, like, as soon as the guy came by, he came out, he turned around, pulled out his gun, like, killed him instantly with the gun, and then, like, surrendered to police. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Like, they already had the pedophile in custody. They know what he did. Dad still shot him. Pretty incredible. There's a whole book about it, too. Um, 
uh, what's it called? Because yeah, I want to recommend it because it was like in a train station or something. Happened like oh, probably like early mid two thousands, I think. Um. Um. But yeah, it was. It was. Uh. There's like a. There's like even. A, there's like memes of it online as well of of the dude like because there's like a, a there's it was filmed too it was like a news report and then like the, they just happened to catch the guy shooting his child's rapist can't find it um well, let me I got I gotta refine my statues bit of file can't spell. Um, was it Jeff Tip Tip? Yeah, okay. It was uh Gary Platch, I think that's how you say it. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No, no, he uh, yeah, Gary or Gary Plache, I'm not sure. Yeah, not it was 1984 actually. Um, there, apparently he died. Uh, not too long ago, but yeah, there's like there's this great image of like him turning around, pointing the gun, like we're getting ready to point the gun at the the the, the pedophile dude who's just like walking by like nothing's happening. <clears throat> and then his son wrote a uh, the son who was raped. You know, he grew up and he wrote a book about like all the whole thing. So it's called Why Gary Why because that's what the the, the sheriff that was escorting the the pedophile dude said. He's like, why, Gary? Why? After he shot him, like, oh, I think it's pretty obvious why he did it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I recommend that because the story's pretty incredible. It involves a pedophile getting shot, so you know, happy ending all around. Remember, send your local pedophile to the local wood chipper. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. That's where they belong. Exactly. Give oh, them a so job. One that they'll be useful at. Create you know, the wood chipper. Regrowing forest life. <laughs> forest life. Yes, they can be used to fertilize the next generation of tree. I don't know. I don't think anything's grown from that <laughs> disgusting human being. Yeah, no. Maybe we can use it for, like, nuclear waste or something. For our nuclear power plants. Anyway. Industrial solvent! Industrial solvent. To wash their sins away! Uh, well... Alright, well, I think that's I think that's all we got for this week. Shock full of topics. Thanks for joining us. Check us out on Facebook uh, at American POV and Twitter. And our listening platforms, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Anchor. All very lovely platforms. And wherever you listen to podcasts, except for Apple. They still don't like us. James, figure out Apple, please. I'm working on it. You say that, but I don't believe you. Ah, uh, you don't believe hard enough. I, I'll believe even harder. 
Mm-mm. Gonna believe so hard. I'm gonna believe so hard that I'm gonna come in my pants. Oh, okay, we're gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. See you next week. <laughs>